Alright, so I've just arrived at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. And uh, this is the session after my failed, my, my miserably failed, deeply flawed session of 1-2 uh, that I played at Bally's. Uh, I'm not on tilt or anything like that. If I was on tilt, I wouldn't even come back to play. I would just go home, you know, take that L, go home and chill for the night. You know, that's my strategy. That's always my strategy. But I decided to come out, play, and uh, try, to, try to get into a softer game. So got into this game, bought in for 120, and this guy Ricardo bought in for 300, and he's sitting right beside me on my right. First thing he does, um, they raise it to uh, six in front of him. He puts a hundred dollars <laughs> on the fucking table, free flop. I fucking love Ricardo. Oh, and he's thinking drunk, so that's gonna be fucking awesome. But let's get this thing going. See what we end up. Okay, stratosphere summary. Um, about the same as Bally's. Um, I bought in for one twenty, and I lost nineteen dollars because. I was I was just car dead. It was ridiculous, but it was I was just absolutely car dead, which may have actually been a blessing in disguise because and this is what the whole whole podcast is gonna be about right now. But um players who who play wild, who I mean, I was in a wild game. That stratosphere game was a wild fucking game. Because what happened was, is that there were six, count them, six separate occasions where two and three, five, six hundred dollar stacks went in pre-flop. And I mean, went in with shit like, a pair of aces. I mean, not aces. Pair of eights. Eights. Pair of eights. Um, ace jack. Uh, you know, stuff that you you wouldn't toss into the ring pre-flop like that. Especially when you're out of position. Like, sometimes, and this has happened to me a lot, where i play poker games where it seems like every poker rule that's ever been established does not apply to that game. Just absolutely does not apply. Um, like all the shit they tell you not to do. You know what I mean? Don't don't call three bets with ace-queen out of position. Hell, not even in position. And sure enough, that's all, all of that shit was working. And that... That is one of the main reasons why poker can't be seriously considered a real sport ever because there's too much luck involved because too many fucking people um, just aren't smart enough to, well, basically observe... um, basic poker strategy, you know, and uh, poker etiquette and things of that nature. 
So, seeing as how I take poker seriously, I never gamble. Like, I would never gamble. If I have ace, like, the only thing that I would go in pre-flop with, first off, it really depends on my opponent. If it's some guy that I know is just super wild, and he'll just go all in with any two cards just because he has money in front of him, and he's, like, drinking or whatever, and he's fucked up, you know what I'm saying, on drugs or something like that, then that guy I would call with almost any holding. You know what I mean? I would I would literally call that guy down because I know he's in there with nothing. And if he has it, fine. If he runs it out on me, fine. You know what I mean? But there's pretty much not a single situation where you're not getting it in good with that guy pre-flop. You know? So, that's, um, that's basically how that game was. That game was just full of um, wild guys. At first, it started out with one guy, and he was just so fucking crazy that, like, first off, let me say, he was drunk off his ass, first off, and he couldn't really see the board, and he couldn't really see his chips that well. We knew that because he kept leaning in really close to take a look at them both. And, like, the dealer would even pick up the cards and, and, like, show him. Like, hold the cards up to his face so he could see. You know, he was just so fucking shit-faced. Um, so, whenever he was involved in a hand, instead of just, like, like putting in a, a call for that $10 bet, he would just push all his chips in the middle. So, that's actually going to end the first half of this summary. Uh, pick it up. In the second part. So anyway, this is a uh, part two of the stratosphere summary. Now, in this game, there was this one guy who was just like shit face drop, and. Instead of calling bets or whatever, he just, I don't know, I guess he just couldn't comprehend what was going on in front of him. Like, he was just too drunk to do math, so he just wouldn't bother with it. He just, like, pushed his whole stack in. He just grabbed his whole stack and just throw it in. And, like, you knew that he didn't know what was going on because the few times he was called down, by the way, he won every one of them. But the few times that he was called down, he just turned his hand over and just pushed it toward the dealer. Um, so, like, the dealer would have to tell him what he has, you know. And he keeps saying, what, what? And then the dealer would have to point it out on the board. Like, literally have to, you know, it was like a fucking poker, poker uh, master class going on in there or something. So, anyway. That guy was super wild. And in order for anyone else to even attempt to keep up, they had to get wild also. So you saw the guy who was, who, who had like Ace King um, on the button go all in preemptively because he thinks that the other guy, the guy who's drunk, is going to go all in. And um, he did, actually. Because what happened was the guy with Ace King had a king of clubs. 
and there was three clubs on the board. Um, on the on the flop, there were three clubs on the flop, and they had to actually nudge the drunk guy to wake him up. And as soon as they said he said he's all in, then the drunk guy just pushed all his chips in the middle, you know, committing to the all in. So he pushed all his chips in the middle, and then when that fourth club rolled off, he turned his hand around, and sure enough, he had the fucking ace of clubs. I don't even think he even fucking knew. You know, so that was just super, super bad luck for that guy. But, um, well, anyway, that was a super wild session. I was still able to leave with most of my stack intact. So I'm not complaining at all. Um, I will maybe, maybe do something on the YouTube channel about that session and about my earlier ballet session but today overall was a was a failure um 169 dollars in the hole um out of 270 dollars at risk so um yeah it's time to take this home and you know go over these hands and analyze my play and things i could have done better um but yeah, this is this is as raw as it gets, my friends. You know, if I lose, I don't, I don't fucking tell you um, that it's somebody else's fault or anything like that. Like I take full responsibility for for my career and the direction it heads. So, you know, I could have done shit a whole lot better, but I didn't, and lost because of it. But that's how it goes sometimes. But uh, don't get discouraged because, you know, like Denzel Washington said or whoever, you know, fall for it. Always fall for it. So I'm going to take this, um, take take those two L's and turn them into W's because I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to go home and I'm going to really, 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 really dive into um strategy that I could have used and things that I could have done different in spots that I could have uh, taken shots at and stuff like that. So overall, it was a successful day. So um, we're going we're gonna to talk another time. And thanks for subscribing to the podcast. And uh, if you want to go to the YouTube channel, it's Blacked Out Poker. Um, and you can follow me on um, social media. On Twitter, it's I am Poker with the number one replacing the I, and on Facebook, it's Ciro Gillum, C E R O G I L L I O M. See you guys later, or talk to you later, rather.